Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 142 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Help us receive the message of wisdom you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 9. Jesus gave his disciples power and authority, all power and authority over the enemy. Then he sent them out to preach. Verse 6 says, And departing, they went from village to village, preaching the gospel and restoring the afflicted to health everywhere. Imagine that kind of healing power. God's spirit was working within them to do all that they did. He was showing them his power and increasing their belief in his ability to help them do anything he called them to do. They need this experience in the future and could call upon it after the Lord departed from them for the last time. May we ask the Lord to show up for us in a most powerful way and help increase our faith and trust in him. Well, as soon as the disciples came back, Jesus tried to take them to a private place so they could rest. However, the crowds of people sought after them diligently and found them. They needed food. Jesus told his disciples to feed them. Even after they saw all the miracles they had performed, they couldn't see their way to this miracle, feeding 5,000 people. Well, two or three times that with women and children, Jesus gave them a problem they couldn't solve. He wanted to show them once again that there was nothing that couldn't be done by him. They gave him an excuse and he gave them a miracle. With thanks, the amount of food grew to be more than enough. There were 12 baskets of food left over. What can we give thanks to the Lord for today and allow him to do what only he can do? Definitely something for us to meditate on. We read about yet another faith-building time when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain. As Jesus was praying, note that as he was praying, he was transfigured. He became white as lightning. He was also visited by Moses and Elijah. I have been thinking lately that this is how powerful prayer truly is. We must hold prayer in utmost reverence because it changes us. It changes our circumstances and it changes our lives. Lastly, Jesus' time on earth was coming to an end. Verse 51 tells us he steadfastly and determinedly set his face to go to Jerusalem. I am always taken aback when I read that he walked toward his fate of death. He was never cowardly. He was steadfast and determined. Let us take on his character and be courageous and walk into the plan God has for our lives. We start a new book in the New Testament, the first letter of John. This is the same John who wrote the book of John in the Gospels. He writes three letters, which are thought to be written about the same time as he wrote the Gospel containing his name. Let's see what John writes in chapter one. This chapter is short, but extremely powerful. He writes about Jesus as the one whom he had seen. This Jesus was the word of life. He was life. In verse five, he writes, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. No, not in any way. He writes about having unbroken fellowship with one another and God when we walk in the light and that we are forgiven and cleansed of all sin and guilt. He's clear that we are sinners, but if we admit our sin, then we are forgiven and will continually cleanse us. Let us walk in God's light today and ask him to help us confess our sins so we are continually cleansed and can live in unbroken fellowship with him and his son. Praising God for this blessing today. Let's see what's happening in 2 Samuel chapter 21. There is a famine for three years. David asks the Lord why. He is told it was because Saul slew the Gibeonites. If you remember, the Gibeonites were the people who deceived Joshua after Joshua won the battle at Jericho. 
they were very afraid of the Israelites because the Lord was with them in a mighty way. And it looked like they were going to destroy all people everywhere. So the Gibeonites dressed like they were foreigners, even though they resided very close by. They acted as though they wanted to help and aid Joshua and asked him to make a treaty with them. Joshua agreed to this treaty before he consulted the Lord. Once the treaty was made, Joshua found out the Gibeonites were their neighbors and was upset, but he held fast to the treaty. The Gibeonites were set to work for them. However, when Saul came to reign, he slew them. The famine was result of the blood that was shed over them. David went to ask the Gibeonites how he could atone for the sins of Saul. They didn't want money and they didn't want people killed except for the seven sons of Saul. David agreed, but he spared Mephibosheth because of his alliance with Jonathan. Verse 14 tells us the Lord heard and answered the prayers of the Israelites once all of this was done. Then we read about the Philistines waging war on the Israelites once again. At first, King David went out, but this was his last time in battle. There were more wars, but King David's men won them all, even when they fought men larger than themselves, the descendants of the giants. Psalm 142 was likely written about the time David was in the cave running from King Saul, and Saul went into the same cave to relieve himself. David is distraught and pours out his heart before God. He writes that no one cares for him or cares for his outcome. Haven't we all been there when we think there is no one who is for us? And when we feel this way, we must know that God does care. David did. He writes about God being his refuge, his portion here on earth. He knew the people after him were more powerful than he was, and he prays for God to deliver him. The last line of the last verse is beautiful as David writes, For you will deal bountifully with me. Let us believe, pray, and expect God to deal bountifully with us. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for your word that puts hope into our hearts. Help us call on you for help, Father, and may we know there is nothing you cannot do. May our hearts be set on you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 